Food Heals Podcast, episode 220. Let's tell people to be the best version of themselves, whatever that is, right? Own who you are and be authentically you. And that's really, to me, what happiness is about, is being who I am and having the freedom to express that without feeling pressured to be a way that I'm not. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. And today we're chatting with creator of Banish Skincare, Daisy Jing. Daisy has been battling acne since her first pimple in third grade. She tried every chemical and antibiotic out there for acne and never found anything that truly worked. After developing cystic acne in college, she was inspired to start a YouTube channel to help others with the same ailments. And of course, she came up with Banish. The core product Daisy developed is the Banish kit, which comes with the Banisher and Banish oil, which is a vitamin C serum. You know, Susie and I love our vitamin C. Yes, we do. (laughs) The Banisher works by creating micro wounds into the skin in a controlled manner to cause the skin to basically, it thinks it's it's getting damaged and so it has to renew itself. That's kind of how it works. It is. It is getting damaged and that's why it's renewing itself. Yeah, so the, it is. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> it thinks it's getting damaged. And no, it, it no, it totally, it, on a micro level, on a mini level, the, okay. ban- the Banish Oil is a vitamin C serum containing L-ascorbic acid, the most potent form of vitamin C. Together, this set can help fade the look of fine lines, uneven texture, hyperpigmentation, or scarring without any downtime. I'm in. Use the code Food Heals Nation for $10 off your first order for a limited time. We're going to talk all about the rest of this product. So stay tuned because Daisy is going to give us even more details. Next up, our interview with Daisy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. She's the creator of Banish, which works to get your skin back to its natural state by emphasizing the use of fresh natural ingredients. Please welcome Daisy Jing. Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Daisy. Thank you so much for having me here. Of course. So let Food Heals Nation know a little bit more about you. Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Daisy Jing. I am the founder and CEO of Banish, which is all natural skincare designed to combat acne and acne scars. Started the company about five, six years ago. And the reason why I started it was I always had skin issues. Since the third grade, I had acne, blackhead, skin problems. And even to this day, my skin has always been my biggest physical insecurity. So for whatever reason, I wasn't blessed with, you know, poreless, flawless skin, um, just break out. I get allergic to a lot of different products. I have sensitive skin. I have a little bit of eczema. Um, so skin has always been something I've struggled with. So, you know, back then I was trying everything on the market, you know, trying antibiotics from the doctor, trying, you know, benzoyl peroxide, salicylic acid, high-end, low-end products, and nothing seemed to work for my skin. And I fell into this kind of, you know, depression where I thought everyone was just looking at me because of my acne. My acne was very severe. It was very deep cystic acne. Mm -hmm. It got to the point where I would wash my face and my face would be bloody because all the pimples would pop. 
from washing my face and, you know, the towels are stained with blood. And it just made me really feel like I was ugly. (laughs) And so I was also bullied, you know, middle school and high school because of the acne. I was the only, you know, Asian American student in my school. And so that plus having acne and, you know, kids would say stuff like, why don't you put a bag over your face or why don't you wash your face? You know, comments here and there really affected my self-esteem and self-confidence. And how traumatic, because these are our formative years when we're, you know, just making our decisions about the world and how we feel about ourselves. And to go through that, I'm sure that it was very traumatic. Yeah, it was very traumatic. And I, I do think it has shaped my motivation for starting Banish and the mission and the vision of it. Because I think when you're younger, you just want to belong, right? And when you're looking at, you know, the magazines, everyone has flawless skin and everybody was blonde hair, blue eyed. And I was like, how am I ever going to fit in? So from an early age, I just felt like an outsider. And so I was so desperate to try everything to make it go away. And I just, I, the the more I tried, the worse it got. So it kind of backfired. Um, The more products I put on my face, the worse it got. You know, it got to a point where, you know, I like slathered that benzoyl peroxide on my face because that's what people, you know, the doctors told me to use. And then my bed sheets would be stained with the benzoyl peroxide. It like bleaches the bed sheets, it bleaches the towels, it bleached my hair. Oh my God. And it just, you know, it just made me like break out even more because it strips away all the oils in your skin, right? And so your skin will compensate by producing more oil. And I was just allergic to all the stuff out there. And yeah, I was in a really sad state. So, Back in 2009, 2010, I just started reviewing beauty products on my YouTube channel, which if you type in the acne channel on YouTube, that's my YouTube channel. And so I just, you know, turn on my webcam, I bought a product and I was like, this works, this doesn't work, or, you know, this works for blah, 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 this doesn't work for blah, blah, blah. And I think people really like to follow me and they resonated with me because I was just this normal girl with severe acne who wasn't wearing any makeup or, you know, I was actually showing my skin on camera and they felt like they could resonate with me and really trust my advice and my opinions. So I did that for a few years and, you know, the first videos had like five views, 10 views, you know, a hundred views and then I developed a loyal following. So during this time, I was trying to figure out you know, what exactly was going on with my skin. And I realized from your podcast, you know, that food really is critical. The food, what you put in your body affects your skin. It's not just the products you use. It's also, you know, your lifestyle, the environmental factors, and especially food and regulating your hormones. Absolutely. Yeah. So (laughs) I kind of like stopped using certain skincare ingredients. I shied away from eating, you know, a lot of sugary foods, a lot of foods with high fructose corn syrup. And uh, I was just really trying to be very, very critical about everything I was putting on my body and in my body. So during this time, I kept reviewing products, I kept talking to people about skincare, and I developed myself as a skincare expert for just regular people. And I was I went to a um, trusted friend who was a plastic surgeon and a dermatologist at that time, because my acne had gone away. I'm not entirely, but you know, I would say 80, 90% of it. And I wanted to get laser on my face because I had all these scars that were left over from the cystic acne. And I went in and he said he would not recommend lasering for a lot of people, especially me of Asian descent, because Asians, we have more of a brown pigment in our skin. And so that laser can make that pigmentation worse, especially for the acne scars. So he recommended me a technique, which was called like microneedling with using certain ingredients in a vitamin C serum. And I heard about, you know, this microneedling thing. This is about five years ago. It was like, 
you know, a while ago and microneeding was not popular. You know, nobody really knew what it was. And to me, it sounded like a medieval torture device. I was like, I am not doing that on my skin. Like, why would I ever do that? But since this surgeon told me that this works better than anything he actually prescribes, I took his advice. He gave me, you know, he gave me a few products, a few samples. I used it, you know, did some research, bought some raw ingredients, put that all over my face. And then within a couple of months, um, people on my YouTube channel started noticing. My viewers said, Daisy, where did your acne scars go? And Daisy, you know, what have you been doing to your skin? What products are you using? Can you list all the products in your description box? Like, I want to buy whatever it is that you're using. And even my mom, wow. my mom, who's the most critical, you know, person, <laughs> right? Like, my mom is very, very honest with me. She told me that, you know, what are you using? Your skin looks like it's beaming and glooming, like from the clouds. Like, there's this brightness yeah. and radiance. And that was the first time I've ever heard you know, people compliment me on my skin. And so I was like, okay, well, I just started, you know, selling a few of these units. Um, you know, I get one order, two orders a day. And now, you know, it's come into this multi-million dollar business. That's kind of the story of how it started. And so at Vanish, what we really believe in is using, you know, natural ingredients. None of our products have, you know, parabens, preservatives, colors, you know, dyes, fragrances, artificial, anything. It's natural. You can read the ingredient list. You know what's going on your skin. And we also make our products fresh too. So a lot of times when you buy skincare products, they have to preserve it or they have to use certain chemicals to make sure it lasts a certain amount of time when they're storing it in warehousing or when they you know, store it in the retail shelves and whatnot. But our products are fresh. So you know everything that's going into your skin because I truly believe what you put on your skin affects your body, right? And vice versa. So, so Daisy, question for you. How long do your products last? Because I am in the skincare industry as well and know about, you know, like making body lotion and you do need preservatives. It's gonna, so how long do your products last? Yeah. So our products last for about like six months. So we just advise you to store it in a cool, dark place. But you don't need to refrigerate them? Yeah. We recommend refrigerating them. Our products are stored in um, black matte glass jars to prevent oxidation or exposure to light and air. It's very sexy. Brilliant. <laughs> What'd you say, I Susie? said it's very sexy, black <laughs> matte jars. <laughs> I love well, it. The website is very sexy and the products are very sexy. Like the branding is really good. Oh, thank it's you. It's really on point. Thanks. You're welcome. I mean, bravo, because I feel like most people and including myself, when I'm looking for a tutorial or something on YouTube, like I don't know how to do makeup. Okay. At all. Like I am pathetic. So sometimes I go on YouTube and I watch someone put on makeup and like they teach me something, but they are the person that's like already looks great. So I'm like, why am I watching this beautiful person put on makeup? And I would rather watch someone normal who looked more like me or just didn't look so perfect do this. And so for you to show your viewers that change, and that's such a vulnerable place to start from, like, here I am, no makeup, here's what I look like, and I'm going to try all these products for you. What a service and what a way to give back to a world that actually, you know, hurt you. I think it's incredible what you turn this into. Yeah, thank you. I think it's really great because I think I got the confidence to share my skin in the beginning when I wasn't planning on, you know, creating a skincare line or anything. And I realized the viewers like to follow me because of my imperfections. And so, you know, it wasn't an overnight process. It really took a while to muster up that confidence. And even to this day, you know, I, I still do Instagram lives. I still make YouTube videos and I still have to sh show people my skin and my skin still has, you know, some scarring, you know, some acne, some pores, right? But I really want to share with them that, you know, you don't have to look perfect, right, to be beautiful or to belong. But here's what you can do to help your skin look, look its best. 
Yeah. And um, I have a question for you guys both. You know, Susie, I don't know if this was going on when you were growing up, but I know this was going on when I was growing up. There were a lot of people just like you, Daisy, who had these chronic skin conditions and everyone was being put on like toxic, like really, really Accutane. Exactly. Really bad for your liver. Pharmaceutical grade, you know, skin, whatever, lotions and things that were stripping your skin of the oils, just like you were talking about, Daisy. Is that still going on? Is this still like such a chronic problem? I think it's changing. In my perspective, I think that dermatologists, some, just like doctors, some are looking at more natural ways of dealing with you know, acne and some are just sticking with the pharmaceutical. This, you know, has worked for some people statistically, so we'll try it. But, you know, sometimes just as in healthcare too, when it needs to be revolutionized, people just like Daisy, unfortunately, go through it themselves to figure out a solution that doesn't involve all the chemicals that yes, you can use vitamin C and microneedling and change your diet and it does affect things. You know, I remember a friend of mine from high school, who had extremely bad acne, but he ate horribly. All he ate was pot dogs and pizza and chicken, fried chicken, and that's it. No vegetables, no fruit, no nothing. Like, so no antioxidants. I think people are looking at health, including skincare now differently and dermatology differently. And it's like, oh, it does. Because back then it was, we were told it doesn't matter what you put in your body. It's genetic. Well, yeah, right. it's nature and it's nurture. It's both. So I think, I think it's changing. Yeah. What do you think, Daisy? You know, I feel like doctors like well so when I went for acne um you know they were prescribing me antibiotics antibiotic gels and uh, Accutane and I couldn't take Accutane because my parents you know I was under 18 my parents wouldn't let me do it they were like you're not going to change the cellular structure (laughs) of your cells for a cosmetic reason so I wasn't allowed to take it but you know even to this day um for example I suffer with migraine headaches and I went to so many different neurologists and brain doctors and everybody is prescribing me prophylactics or anti-seizure medicines to prevent getting migraine headaches. And, you know, the side effects of, of these medications are, you know, increased thirst, weight loss, dizziness, tiredness, sleepiness. And I was like, well, I don't want to not be who I am by taking right. these medicines. And then I realized, you know, um, after a few years, what really helped me with my migraine headaches was just cutting out sugar you know, cutting out really being really critical about uh, my sugar intake, looking at the packaging and the ingredient list to see, you know, how many grams of sugar are really in that granola bar or that yogurt. And once I eliminated those sugars from my diet, I realized my migraine headaches just went away like that. But nobody prescribed that to me, you know, nobody told me to do that. None of the doctors did. They were just telling me I could take this, 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 this to mask the symptoms. And, you know, the issue with a lot of medication is that there's rebound effects. So for example, with my migraine, um, prescriptions, like once you take one, you need two to get the same effect and it rebounds and it just makes you feel miserable. So um, yeah, I'm all about, you know, solving the root cause of what's going on, not about covering the, the symptoms. And I think a lot of doctors are just prescribing things that will help, you know, dry out the acne or, you know, change the the oil glands right in your body. But when you're getting acne, your, your body is telling you something's going on. Something's going on that's not good for the body. And so for me, I realized it was just my crazy hormones that were out of whack because of what I ate. Um, It was a crazy stuff and toxins I was putting on my skin all the time. And that made me break out even more. So yeah, I do agree. I feel like, you know, I feel like now doctors and people are, they're just prescribing a one size fits all thing by um, trying to treat the symptoms rather than treating the cause. And it's not their fault. As we've talked about it on this podcast before, it's their perspective from where they're trained 
And some doctors are actually looking beyond that and looking at the root cause, not just the symptoms, but it's how they're trained. It's how they're trained in medical school. You know, it's like we just treat symptoms. If you like I recently this summer had big digestive problems that I shared with, you know, on the podcast and on our Facebook group where even me and I feel like I know more than the average bear about the body and about the systems of the body and I couldn't figure it out. And so I went to the doctor and like, oh, yeah, go to the specialist. And I was like, no, there's something bigger going on here and I need to be an actor participant in figuring this out, but it took a lot of energy to do that. And it's not, it's just not their training. It's not their perspective. And I do believe their perspective is changing because consumers and patients are demanding it because the medical schools are funded by pharmaceutical drugs. And remember in the nineties, there were even movies about it, how like pharmaceutical companies would send in really hot chicks into doctor's offices and be like, Hey, prescribe this new drug and we'll give you a cruise. You know, like they're still doing they're that. Still doing still they're doing still exist. Love and other drugs. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, they, I think they're doing it less like certain doctors are like, no, no, but I think they're doing it less, but it, but yeah, I think it still goes on. But like that, how is that? Okay. That's kind of like bribery. Do you think if we went in there with Daisy's vitamin C serum, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I need a larger budget. To you, be do. Able to you do. You do. Yeah. <laughs> Take them to Fiji and stuff. Yes. But what's interesting is like through social media, through podcasts, through people being able, you know, to reach out to network and be like, this isn't working for me. I need to find a better way. And there's people like you, Daisy, that I'm I'm sorry you had to go through that. Sounds traumatizing for such a young age to have to deal with that. But think about all the kids now that you'll be able to help or through their moms. You know what I mean? That like, they're like, oh no, maybe there's another way. You don't have to go through the whole staining of the bed sheets and all of that to maybe we just change your diet and use vitamin C serum and things like that. Like, so I'm sorry you had to go through that, but there's always, I think, a great story behind new companies that disrupt what's going on. It's always a personal story. Yeah. Thanks, Susie. Yeah, it's great. We get, you know, so many emails and DMs and stuff saying like, you know, I used the Banish kit before, you know, my wedding day. And, you know, this is the first time my husband can see me without makeup. Like that's really empowering, right? To feel like you can be, you know, like not wear any makeup and be vulnerable and be exposed like that and like feel good about yourself, right? Even if you are imperfect. I think that is so beautiful that someone said that. And that's really exciting because I know there's a lot of people out there who struggle with skin issues. And I've definitely struggled with skin issues. And for me, it was giving up dairy that changed my skin. And so I still do sugar. I wish I was sugar-free. And I think that the people I know that are completely sugar-free do have the absolute best skin. But getting rid of dairy cleared up my skin. And then I started discovering different types of things. Like you were talking about the lasers and I've done some of those and I've, I've loved Banish. You have some great products. Like I'm obsessed with that pumpkin enzyme mask. But then I started to discover, and Susie is all about the vitamin C and her grandfather who lived to have no wrinkles because he was a vitamin C addict. And he so was a junkie. it's like, <laughs> yeah, he, was a junkie. he was a vitamin C junkie. Like, he thought, um, he thought it cured everything. And for internal him, it did. or external? Yes. Like no, internal, both? just t- oh. like pill, vitamin C, ascorbic acid wow. tablets. Just, yeah, I should just start. Yeah. <laughs> he reversed his arthritis in his spine. Wow. He, uh, he lived to 99. He was going, she was shooting for a hundred. But he, he really did think vitamin C was the cure-all. And for a lot of things, it is. I mean, it, you know, it helps with so many things, including skin. That's amazing. And so, Daisy, take us through how it works. Because we know you have a kit. And we talked about it in the beginning of the show. But, you know, take us through, like, how it works to kind of make the skin actually get worse before it gets better. 
Yeah. So for our kit, our bestseller is the Banish Kit. Basically what it is, it's microneedling roller. You use that in conjunction with our Banish Oil, which is a vitamin C serum. So what happens when you have acne scars is, you know, basically when the acne pops, the pimple pops, it leaves a gap in your skin, right? So your skin is going to replace that hole by creating more skin and that becomes that scar, right? Because it's indented a little bit. Um, Got it. And so what you want to do for removing acne scars is you want to rebuild new skin in that area. How microneedling works is once you roll the roller on the skin, it has tiny, tiny little bristles on there and it penetrates into the skin. Daisy, they're needles. They're not yes, bristles, they're, they're needles. <laughs> well, you know, when we said that, people would just, you know, freak out about it and all that stuff. So we, we I term it bristles, but it, it's how you see well, it, right? Well, let me just say right now, I've done it and I am needle phobic as you can get. I am one of those people that is like, no needles, but it's fine. It no, is fine. it is fine. And sometimes you just have to make tiny sacrifices for your beauty. Yeah, yeah, but this doesn't even hurt. Like, I feel like we're making it out to be worse than it is just because of the word needle, but it doesn't. I have done a lot of skincare stuff that is painful, and this is not one of them. Right. Yeah. And so that's why I was so hesitant until the plastic surgeon told me to use it because I was like, I'm not doing microneedling. Like, what is like, I don't I don't want anything to do with it. Right. But then it's kind of like, you know, how do people lay on a bed of nails? Right. When you put it over a certain surface area all at once, it doesn't hurt. So yeah, that's basically how it works. The little needles or bristles will go into the skin and create tiny, tiny microscopic holes. And the holes are super tiny. Nobody can see them. But your skin interprets that as almost like an injury. You add the banished oil right on top afterwards. And the banished oil has the vitamin C properties, has some ferulic acid for helping with sun damage, has vitamin E to soothe the skin, rosehip oil. And you put that on right after. So it goes into the skin and further accelerates the collagen and elastin um, properties, building properties of your skin. So basically, if you think about it, like the elastin and collagen fibers are like, um, you know, in your mattress, the mattress springs, right? And so when you're rolling the micro roller over your skin and then putting the vitamin C serum inside those tiny holes, the rate of collagen and elastin will um, increase. And therefore, your, your scar, instead of being indented, it will just like push up a little bit. What Banish Kit is really, really great at is removing the redness um, from those post-acne marks. So you will see those redness, um, the redness from those marks go away like within, you know, a week or so. Um, but the scarring, you have to keep um, using the Banish Kit to maintain, you know, the skin and maintain the collagen and elastin growth in your skin. Yeah. And you've got some really great before and afters on your site. So Food Heals Nation, if you're listening, you can go to banish.com and kind of click to see the before and afters. Because let's say you do have acne scars or you do have really, really bad skin problems. There are so many people here where you can see crazy good results. And for someone like me who actually, I don't have that, but um, when I have used Banish just to check it out, because you sent it to me, thank you. It just makes me feel like brighter and it, it gives me like a glow, like I just had a facial. So why would I pay hundreds of dollars to go get a facial when I can do this at home on my own? So I think that's a really good benefit too that I found myself. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to add something. Um, I remember once a esthetician um, that I was looking at getting some skin treatments from, she's like, all of, all of these treatments that we were talking about were controlled damage so that the skin can rejuvenate and repair and look fresh and youthful. So that's basically what this is doing, but you're doing it at home. Right. And they do offer, you know, microneedling treatments at, you know, a doctor's office. They will use a much, much longer needle. So it, w- it is actually more like a needle than a roller. 
and you can get it done under the supervision, you know, of a nurse and your face will be all bloody and all that. And it'll be, you know, a few hundred dollars, maybe 500 or I'm not sure what the going rate for that is. But if microneedling, this at home kit works for you, then you can definitely go and get, you know, a treatment from your doctor and do it under a clinical supervision. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is there's no downtime if you do it at home, right? Oh yeah. So our kit is perfect for at home use because there's no blood that, you know, there's the needles are very, very short. <laughs> Can we, um, we use that as a tagline? It's perfect for at home because there's no blood. <laughs> Susie, I mean, you would freak out if you were at home and you were, your face was bleeding. Like it's, it would not be okay. I so wouldn't, like, but yeah. I'm, I wouldn't, but I'm a weirdo. Like I, okay. you know, I'm not so afraid of it. I mean, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Like if it was, if I was told beforehand, you might bleed a little bit because making little holes in your skin. Like I'd be like, okay, it's fine. Maybe, I don't know. But I'm a little, I'm a bit of a weirdo. Have you heard of those vampire facials? Yes. I'm, yeah, I want to yeah, try yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, it's like what Kim Kardashian does and stuff. It's basically like they use the microneedler, but then they add, um, they take some of your blood out and like spin it. Um, you get the platelets, put, yeah. Yes, and then put it back on your face. So yeah, you can go really intensely uh, <laughs> outside of at-home use. I had a friend do one do of those. What do you think about that? Okay, I, so what do you think? I want to do it. Look, I'm 41 and I have a friend who's older than I am and she looks amazing and she doesn't use like toxins and any of that. And she, she does it and she swears by it and it's expensive, but she swears by it because you're using your own natural body chemicals to rejuvenate your skin. So it's basically spinning out the platelets and going like, Hey, we need to rebuild, rebuild, you know? So it's, it's kind of, it's really smart actually. I mean, it's kind of gross. <laughs> and she, and she was told to leave the blood on her face as she had to leave the office. So she left with this like vampire. No. Yes, she did. And she scared. I can't. He scared little children. I guess you'd have to go in with like a veil and come out with it. <laughs> so you don't scare people. But she swears by it. Yeah, there's a lot of great treatments out there. It's just that when you go out and do it, for example, even getting laser done, you can't be exposed to the sun or go out in daytime, right, for five days or so. So with the Banish Kit, use it and you just can't wear makeup for the rest of the day. You don't want to go out in the sun for a day, but after that, you're good to go. That's great. And so Daisy, I want to um, go back because I think one thing that happens to a lot of people, and I wonder if this happened to you or what your opinion is, is that sometimes we you know, overcome something or we lose a bunch of weight or whatever transformation we make. On the outside, we're finally getting what we want. We're looking better. We're feeling better. But sometimes some of the emotional scarring that happens from being bullied or from being told whatever, we're not good enough, we're not pretty enough, we're not smart enough, sticks with us even when we get pretty or lose weight or have beautiful skin or whatever. How did you overcome the emotional scars that came with being bullied as a kid? Yeah, I totally, Allison, I totally agree with that. Um, even to this day, it's not easy. I'm still not 100% confident. And I still think of myself as that little girl that was just, you know, outcasted by everybody else because she wasn't pretty enough. I think during this time, I went through this period where I wore a lot of makeup. Um, I wore a lot of fake eyelashes. You know, I was very critical of how I looked and made sure everything was perfect. Like the lighting, the eyelashes, the nails, like the shoes, everything. So I looked a certain way because I, I wanted to prove to other people that, hey, you can't make fun of me because I do look perfect, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But I went through this long period of, you know, being this hot girl now, right? Because I'm putting in so much effort into my appearance yeah. and realizing like, hey, 
the people who are attracted to me because I look this way aren't really people that I want in my life. And the people who really care about me are people who love me regardless of the way I looked. And so from there, I realized like, hey, you know, it was just me all along telling myself I wasn't pretty enough because I didn't look like the perfect image that I thought I needed to be. And it's just this gradual process of challenging yourself to go out there and do things, <laughs> even even without wearing makeup. Like I remember a couple of years ago, I remember I went on a, on a date. I didn't have makeup on. And it was really, really scary because I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, what's he going to think of me? Blah, 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 blah. But then I got compliments on, you know, either how great my skin looked or just even how I looked better without, you know, all that makeup. So I think gradually I was able to own myself and own who I am. And to this day, I, you know, I don't usually wear makeup, but it it takes a long time. There's still a part of me in the back of my head that is insecure and thinks that I'm not good enough unless I reach that level of perfection, which I do sometimes still struggle with, right? Because I'm a very high achiever. I think, you know, I'm I'm very hard on myself, (laughs) you know, I struggle day by day by day. But I think what makes everybody beautiful and what, what really started banish was because I was trying to help other people, right? It wasn't perfect. The first launch wasn't perfect, but people loved it and they kept repurchasing. So I keep trying to remind myself that I don't need to be perfect in order to be who I am. And so we are our own harshest critic. As long as I focus on, you know, helping other people, I can talk myself out of those negative voices in my head. Totally agree with everything you just said. And perfection is such an illusion. Who the heck is perfect out there? There's no one. Like, even if you think of athletes or people that are mega rich or people that have invented crazy great things that change humanity, they all have their faults. They all have their pimples. They all have their wrinkles. They all have something. Like, we're all human. And I think it takes a while, maybe a bit of maturity or, you know, maybe it's because I'm in this age of my 40s where now I kind of give less fucks, excuse my language, but I do just about <laughs> because I'm, I'm now like, oh my God, I'm you know, I have that many years behind me. Why was I worried for, about so many things, about what people thought, about criticism? Who cares? You know, I think it's hard in this day and age, especially for young people with social media being bullied that way and thinking that all these people they see in the tabloids or social media or movies or, or whatever, that, that those people are perfect because no one out there is perfect. Yeah. And I, I agree, Susie. I also feel like women and girls from a young age were taught to be perfect, right? Like we taught that is the key to success. Because if you look at young girls and what they're doing, and you look at young boys, you know, young boys are taught to play rough and play dirty and be messy and, you know, just like whatever, right? But then girls are taught to be nice and sweet and prim and proper and look good. And from a young age, we have all this advertisement shouting to us that, hey, we need to look this way in order to be accepted in society. And even with Instagram and Snapchat and all the social media channels um, young women are a part of, they're seeing flawless images of people who have tons of followers who are traveling to amazing places. And they think, oh, if only I'm like this person, only if I look this way, then I can live her life, right? Right. And so I think, yeah, from a young age, we are told we have to be perfect in order to be happy, which is really not the case. No. And I also think for women almost sometimes, I think the pressure to be perfect prevents us from being the best version of ourselves. I've been listening to an audiobook. It's called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor, A-C-H-O-R. It is a fascinating book. He is a PhD in psychology, happiness psychology specifically. And the book has so many studies backing up what he purports, which is we've always been told 
that, you know, you'll be happy if and when XYZ happens, you get married, you get the job, you get the promotion, you get the movie part, the sale, whatever it is. And it's actually the opposite, that they find that people that come from a place that are just happy in general with wherever they're at, whether that be, you know, they're not living their dream life, but they still are able to enjoy and appreciate the small things that they do have, find more success, find more social connections, find greater success in all areas of life than those people that are doing it from the outside in. It's fascinating because I've always functioned from the outside in. Yeah, this is my life is good, but when I was married, wasn't married. Oh, I'm unmarried. Or when I was making less money. Oh, I don't have enough money in my bank account. Or I don't own property. Or I don't have a child yet. You know, it's all these things where this book is blowing that out of the water for me, and I think for a lot of people of ideas of perfection. And I will be happy when it's yes, not. I, it's the opposite. I'm totally like resonating with that because I'm. I was going through this kind of, you know, quarter life or, you know, crisis of, you know, I have achieved X, Y, and Z and I'm here, but why am I not as happy as I thought I would be? Right. And right. it got to the point where I had to, you know, I had to just stop. I even privatized my Instagram account because I thought I, I was so tired of showing off to people this life that didn't seem genuine with who I felt like on the inside, right? Like, oh yeah, I might be traveling here, but inside I'm still stressed. I'm still, you know, I still have this anxiety. I still don't feel hundred percent confident about myself. And so I felt like that wasn't true to who I was. And so even for Banish, I am, um, I make it very clear to our team, like we're not putting our products in front of beautiful, like, like homes or beautiful, like landscapes or resorts or whatever, because I don't want to sell people an aspirational vision of who they can become. And I think a lot of social media does that, right? They say, oh, if you do this, then you will get this private jet. And once you get that private jet, you'll be happy, right? Everything in your life will be solved, right? Or if you get this hot boyfriend, everything will be perfect in your life, but that's not how it is. And so I always tell my team and, you know, our, you know, social media and creative team, like, hey, Let's tell people to be the best version of themselves, whatever that is, right? Own who you are and be authentically you. And that's really, to me, what happiness is about is being who I am and having the freedom to express that without feeling pressured to be a way that I'm not. And yeah, so it's, it's really, really hard though these days, especially, you know, we advertise a lot on social media. We're in the social media industry. There's just a lot of pressure for us to be a certain way and to have certain things. Daisy, I'm obsessed with you. She doesn't mean that in a stalkery way. (laughs) Show up at my door. (laughs) Because I'm so sick of all of the products, even in the natural and organic and sometimes vegan space that are still showing the perfect model in the floaty at the pool, advertising the perfect lifestyle because of their products that is completely fake. But wait a minute. But wait a minute. I have to interrupt you because that's what works. That's why social media works. It would not work if we put up like people in front of mediocre house without the pool and an above ground (laughs) pool with dirty (laughs) hair and like, you know, messed up, you know, like that's why it works. That's why. And it it goes back to my point about doctors is like, that's the way they were trained. That's the way social media is set up. Social. Okay. Let's think about this for a minute, guys. Facebook was created by a guy who couldn't get laid in college. So he used <laughs> that energy. I'm serious. He used that energy to create something that would make want everybody feel kind of jealous about everybody else. Think about it. That's why yeah, it works. Yeah. So if you put up the less than perfect, not airbrushed models, 
I don't know if your sales are going to stay the same. They're probably going to go down. You know what I mean? Like that's the way it's set up. I think that there is a need for people like Daisy to be real. And, you know, and that's, and that's part of the thing, maybe more YouTube where people are like, no, this is me. And, and then you reach a certain, I, now I feel like I'm rambling. I had a really good point though. Think about how <laughs> Facebook started. Like it's not going to work if you use it any other way. Yeah, maybe it'll and it- shift. I think right now we are seeing the shift because what happened was everyone went to social media to see the aspiration and everyone was like, I have to be that. I have to pretend I'm this, whether I am or not. And then what's happened is all these other people were like, no, I'm going to tell the truth. And then all of the real people out there started gravitating towards that truth and less towards the aspiration. Now, I'm not saying that both don't still exist. They do. And I'm not saying that maybe more people aren't going for the sex, drugs, and rock and roll pictures with the millionaires, but it is shifting just like we were talking about earlier, how all of the you know dermatologists and things like that might be shifting towards the food and towards a healthier perspective and a holistic approach. But definitely, even on the podcast, the more authentic I am, the more emails I get. Thank you. Thank you for saying that because now I can relate to you. And so Daisy, what you're doing is just, it's on the forefront. And that's that's why I think, I think there's different, now we're getting into different topics. Sorry. But I think that's why like podcasts and YouTube, (laughs) I think you can be more authentic and you build fans based on your authenticity. Instagram and maybe Facebook are a little bit more, I don't want shiny, a little bit more fake, a little bit more, look at me. I'm going to, you know, what are even, I'm not even that into the social media, but you know what I mean? Like Photoshopped and shiny and perfect. I think YouTube and podcasts are the way to go if you want to be that authentic self, which sounds like it worked for Daisy, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's always my challenge is to really stay true to what Banish is about and who I am. Because yeah, we we can look at the numbers and we can say like, oh, if we post this, 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 and maybe we will get more views, more engagement, more conversion, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, that's not the mission and that doesn't fit with our values. So we have to stick with what is important to us, which is authenticity and being real and sharing our imperfections and being vulnerable with our audience. Love it. I love it. Uh, did we just jinx ourselves? Yes. Did you say I love it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Daisy, I have some questions here that we haven't gotten to. So I would love yes. to get to these before we wrap up. What are some of the best exercises that we can just do at home for our skin? I would say go through the products that you currently use and do some research on the ingredients. So there are certain ingredients like um, dimethicones, which are in a lot of serums that make the skin feel really good, that can clog the pores because they you know coat the skin. I started breaking out by using products with dimethicone. So just go through your, your skincare products, do an inventory of the ingredients in there and kind of see what exactly is in the products. And maybe you have to do a little bit of clearing out of the products you currently use. That's one thing. Another thing is, yeah, vitamin C is amazing. It's great. I remember the plastic surgeon, he said that that is one of the best products for your skin, vitamin C, anything with vitamin C. So Banish, we have the Banish oil, which is our vitamin C serum, and also the vitamin C cream and vitamin C elixir. So we're obsessed with vitamin C too. So try to get your hands on with anything vitamin C. And uh, the third thing is, I think less is more in terms of skincare. If you look at our products, we don't have that many SKUs. We don't have that many different products. I think there's just a lot of products out there and there's a lot of ingredients in those products, which means there's a lot of maybe fragrance colors, additives in those products. So maybe just cutting back on some of the products, doing a little like skincare cleanse, I think would be helpful for the skin. And you are an entrepreneur and um, Susie and I are also 
empowered female entrepreneurs. <laughs> and <laughs> we're trying to create a better world using, you know, our beliefs and passions. But how has your life changed since going into entrepreneurship and starting your own business? Oh, my life has changed. Like my personality, everything has made a huge 180. Um, and I don't also want to glamorize it because I do think there is a part of entrepreneurship that glamorizes, right? The success. We're back to the, f- the house <laughs> and the cars and all of yeah. this, you know, the pools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, what I love about it is I really get to create my vision because my vision has always been to create amazing skincare products with amazing ingredients to help people's skin, but more importantly, make them feel like they have the confidence to be the best version of themselves. Like that's always been the mission of Banish and I can do that and I can create that and I don't need to get permission from nobody, right? About doing that, staying true to who I am and who Banish is. And I, and I, and I love that. You know, I love being able to have control over, you know, many aspects of the business, almost every aspect of the business. So from sourcing, you know, the raw ingredients to the packaging material, to who we hire and bring on to, you know, the people we work with, that has been really, really great because you can shape your own culture and create a little family, right, of your own. But I will say that, you know, it hasn't always been, you know, highs. There are also lows. And in entrepreneurship, you have the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows. And it is very emotionally straining and stressful because there's just a lot of decisions you have to make all the time. And you have to work with a lot of different kinds of personalities. And when you're running a company, you know, um, each person has their own motivation. Each person has strengths and weaknesses, and you have to move everybody to move in the same direction to grow um, the business. So, you know, working with people is really fun, but it's also can be really challenging too. And I agree. Uh, Susie, what are your thoughts? Because both of, you know, like I said, the three of us are entrepreneurs, but you guys both have physical products. I don't. So it's kind of a different world. I, I, it's made me, uh, you know, cause I used to function from much more like I want to be a, a, an artist, you know, I want to make my living doing art. And I really realized that I enjoy running my own business. I've always known that I've always known that I wanted to work for myself and I work so much harder and have found my strengths that I didn't know I had because I was forced to, um, figure things out that I didn't know how to do. So for instance, creating a physical product line, Daisy knows this, creating like picking your packaging, picking your ingredients, making sure that you like the product, making sure that like your marketing is good. All these things I never had to do before being a massage therapist and an actress really made me figure out strengths and also made me work a lot harder than I used to. So those are the some of the benefits that I've found from being my own boss. But it's still one of the hardest things I've ever done and, and super challenging at the same time. Yeah, I like that we're not glamorizing it because like I love what I do. All three of us, it's it comes from a place of a passion of wanting to change something that was not okay with us. Like I lost both of my parents to cancer and I realized there had to be another way. And I was on a mission to find all of the information I could about natural healing and share it with the world, which has now turned into not only healing from cancer, chronic and debilitating disease, but also skincare and spirituality and all of the things that make us live our best, most joyful, exciting life, including for us entrepreneurship. And so I appreciate this conversation a lot. And Daisy, I just want to end on you. Like we can all shout this out. I'm happy to talk about your products. They're all plant-based. There's no chemicals we can't pronounce. You don't test on animals. 
tell us, you know, just give us, this is your commercial time. Just tell us why we should all buy into Banish. So our products, they're vegan, they're natural, they're cruelty-free, no artificial fragrances or dyes. The color you see in the products are the actual colors in real life. Uh, You know, you're not going to get a purple lotion or whatever. And we have a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if the product doesn't work for you, you know, you can simply ship it back because it might not work for everybody. I, I'll, I'll admit that. So yeah, try it out. See what you think. I love that because everyone is different. We always talk about this. There is no, this is the only way to lose weight. This is the only way to heal your body. This is the only way to heal your skin. Everybody is different. So there are some things that'll work for a lot of people, but there are some people won't work for. And so I appreciate the money back guarantee. But I do think that this is a step above probably anything that people are buying, especially if they're just buying at the drugstore or something like that with these low quality products full of chemicals that our body is just going to, maybe our face is looking a little bit better, but your liver is getting messed up because it has to filter all these toxins out. It's like, okay, that's not that, that is not conducive to a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And your skin is your largest organ, right? So you have to be really careful with what you put on it because you're going to absorb it. Not only think about what you're eating, but also think about what you're putting in your skin because it's all holistic. It's all one. Yes. It's all Could one. not agree more. It's all one. And Ali, I resonated with your last podcast because you're talking about how your parents had cancer. And um, my I mom- I talk about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I'm- I I totally resonate because my mom had breast cancer and in my family, there's nobody who gets cancer. Like it was just, it was so foreign. You know, my grandparents, blah, 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 they all live to like a hundred and whatnot. And um, they were living in, you know, communist third world China back then. But what I realized is back then the food they ate was natural, right? Like even though they didn't have a lot of food and a lot of meat, it was like real stuff. Right. And I'm like, how could it be my mom at 50 years old get cancer when it doesn't run in our family? Like, what's going on? And we really think it's because when she moved to the US, she just started eating food here. Yeah. Because that's the only thing we can think of. And it's just so weird because. And the things in our environment, too, like the cleaners and the air fragrances and all that. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, like, my, my grandparents and my, you know, my family is from one of the most polluted cities in the world. And still then they don't have cancer, right? And so it really has to do with the stuff, the cleaners, the food that we put in our bodies, the stuff we put on our skin that really affect us in the long term. And I don't think people think about it enough. So I totally love what you're doing with this podcast. Oh, thank Thank you. you. Jinx. We appreciate that. (laughs) Well, um, tell everyone where they can find you online and what your special offer for Food Heals Nation is. Yeah, so... You can find us on Banish.com and our Instagram, Instagram.com slash Banish Acne Scars. And you guys get a $10 discount with the code FOODHEALS. Thank food you. <laughs> yeah, over, over $60 or more purchase. So you could purchase your Banish kit there. And yeah, we offer a 30-day money-back guarantee if the product doesn't work for you. And offer free shipping in the U.S. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, so free shipping on U.S. orders over $57? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, Food Heals Nation, check it out, Banish.com. Definitely check out her Instagram as well, Banish Acne Scars. So you can see what we're talking about, and your YouTube channel is? Um, if you type in the Acne channel on YouTube, it shows up. Otherwise, you can search D-A-I-S-E-R-Z 89. That was my original, my original <laughs> URL I chose when I was 19 years old. <laughs> Got ya. Thank you so much, Daisy, for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you so much, Ellie and Susie. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. 